не ругайся. На позиции я хвестна, на позиции я хвестна, повнічо, бо ти багна, повнічо, бо ти багна, по коліно у воді, по коліно у воді, захищаємо рідний дім. Вот такая история. Весна на позиции. Welcome back to Ukraine SITRUP, where we try to give you an overview of what's happening in East Ukraine and Donbass uh, in the Russia-Ukraine war and also the greater global conflict that is starting to metastasize, uh, possibly leading to World War III. We'll see. But uh, we just want to give you an update where we see things standing. And we're going to have General Vallely on, who's a Vietnam veteran infantry commander and very active in Washington, D.C., to discuss the war and some other issues uh, in the United States specifically. Before we get going, you can see I have my armedforces.press merch shirt on. Be, uh, be the best looking guy in the gym. Get some gains in style. Go to our armedforces.press site. Check out our merch. We have everything, T-shirts, hoodies, athletic gear, coffee cups, uh, whatever you want, look the best. And uh, you'll definitely get some uh, looks with this shirt on. So it's, uh, I already had uh, several people from the other show I wore it on say how, how much they like the shirt. So help us out and support armedforces.press and continue shows like this coming down the pike. Another issue we have is that we want to highlight is March 24th in Colorado Springs near the Air Force Academy. We're holding an event. It's at armedforces.press forward slash event. You can see the entire lineup. It's going to be focused on the protection of our armed forces and on our children. We've got some fantastic speakers. It's a panel discussion called American Conversations. We've been holding these around the country. Show up uh, and, and join us there or uh, get the live stream. Have some friends over, friends, family, neighbors who may be on the fence of what is really happening to our armed forces, really not sure and really needs to be educated. Get the live stream and hold a grassroots event. Throw some burgers on the barbie and uh, – and, and educate your friends, your family, and your neighbors. We have uh, really a hot star lineup. We've got uh, Tig Tegan, who was at Magazi, to talk about being left behind in a conflict. We've got Dr. Ryan Cole to talk about the vaccine consequences like turbo cancers. We have Pastor Steve Holt from the Road Church in Sea Springs to give us the faith component on this spiritual war that we're fighting against, uh, against what's happening to our armed forces. We have Dr. Ron Scott from STAR, Standing Against Racism and Radicalism in the Services, a group put together to combat what's happening in our academies. Uh, I'm going to be on the panel. Jim Zietlow, also an Air Force grad from 87, is suing United Airlines over the vaccine mandates. He's going to be there. Uh, we're possibly having a, a DOD whistleblower as well. So it's going to be a really exciting panel, and you're going to learn a lot. So join us there either in person or for the live stream. That's armedforces.press forward slash event to get tickets. So the spring is uh, coming to Ukraine, to Donbass, and the uh, area where the fighting is the forward line of troops, which runs up and down along East Ukraine. Uh, we want to talk about really what's happening from a global standpoint and down into the tactical level. So both sides are really just ginning up for a spring offensive. Uh, Wagner, which is the Russian mercenary force, is doing some heavy recruiting and, and mobilizing across Russia. And the same thing in Ukraine. They're trying to find as many bodies as possible. The fighting is really in a stalemate along the forward line of troops in Donbass. I'll show you in a map in a second. In fact, we'll go ahead and put that up here. This is a pro-Western map, which gives you an idea of uh, Crimea at the bottom in the Black Sea, and then the forward line of troops really from uh, Kursan all the way up to Kharkiv area. Uh, Bakhmut is in the upper right western uh, battle line there with arrows pointing to it. That is where the, some of the heaviest is fighting is going on, but it's really all along this front. 
as Russia continues to grind away into Ukraine. What their end objectives are uh, is to be determined. So there's also talk of, you, of the West bringing in high-performance fighter aircraft, which would be able to strike deep into Russia. We've, we've talked in MiG-29s from Slovakia. Also, F-16s have been talking a lot, talked a lot about in the West. There's actually Ukrainian pilots training in the United States, kind of an initial cadre, uh, possibly for instructors. And, and that is going on. So the, the, we also have reports that the production line is, has restarted for the F-16 and is rolling out aircraft. So it looks like the Biden administration has made the decision to eventually send those aircraft, but we'll see because the House of Representatives, uh, controlled by the GOP now, is uh, very stringent when it comes to budget issues, at least we hope, in, in the new Congress. Uh, that'll be determined over the next few weeks to months as the debt ceiling fight plays out. So Ukraine could be cut off of funds unless Europe steps up, which is not probable. Also, China's getting very involved in the negotiations, saying that the war could end this summer, which would be a good thing for everybody, uh, but we will see. I want to also bring up a an overview from South Front, which is a pro-Russian group. Uh, we're agnostic here. Um, we're not pro-Ukraine or pro-Russia. We just want to bring the truth. Again, this is Bakhmut, that little cutout in the top right along the forward line of troops. That's where the heaviest fighting is, and uh, that that situation is really fluid day to day, depending on who you talk to, what propaganda you listen to as to which side is winning in the conflict. I had a really good discussion with uh, General Paul Vallelie, who's a Vietnam veteran, infantry commander, and very active in Washington, D.C. In this situation and in a lot, of, a lot of other issues facing the United States, our military, our armed forces, and, and peace literally in the entire world. So I want to play this video to wrap up the Ukraine sit rep here. It's about uh, 15 minutes long, but I think you'll really enjoy it. Uh, he's a very knowledgeable person. So thank you for coming to Ukraine sit rep. Till next time. Welcome back to armedforces.press. We have a treat for you today. Major General Retired U.S. Army Paul Vallely, who is a former Vietnam, well, he's a Vietnam veteran, former infantry commander, and chairman and, and founder of the stand-up America Foundation, is that correct? Stand Up America U.S. Foundation. Okay, right. I, I almost got it right uh, with General okay. McInerney. So, sir, thank you for joining us. Um, you're obviously uh, a, a, a guy who's very familiar with tactics on the ground, and I wanted to start with that, and then we'll go from there. But, you know, I, I've been along the Donbass border in Mariupol, et cetera, and it seems to be degenerating into World War One tactics. Um and in, in essentially trench warfare. And the drones are very, you know, being used a lot to target positions and then massive artillery waves, human wave type attacks on both sides. What are your thoughts on what's happening in Ukraine um, and where is the war going from a tactical level? Well, it, it appears the Russian generals uh, never adopted or adapted to what we call a blitzkrieg, like uh, World War II, where the tanks and the infantry would just roll across the countryside, take target, target, target after target. Mm -hmm. uh, the generals in this case uh, decided to do what they call a grind. They're just grinding through the eastern part of Ukraine and taking what they can, destroying whatever they can within the uh, four provinces there. Uh, mm -hmm. But, uh, you know, uh, that's I, I wouldn't have done it that way as a commander, as an infantry guy, but the, the generals, uh, they just decided to do this grind out across yeah. the Donbass in eastern Ukraine. So 
uh, and I'll just be full transparency. My my point of view is this is, is not our sphere of influence. It's really not no. our fight. And, uh, you know, we should be worried about China and the Pacific. We're a Pacific power. And this is a waste of energy, resources and uh, money and human lives uh, on both sides. Um, where do you th I think there should be a peace tomorrow? I mean, in, in this. And but what do you what are your thoughts on how this could get resolved? This could have been solved very early on if we had President Trump in. He would have sat down with Putin. They would have probably negotiated the four provinces uh, of eastern Ukraine, which are pro-Russian, by the way, anyhow. Mm -hmm. uh, they wanted to be a part of Russia, not a corrupt government like Ukraine. Mm -hmm. But here again, we're uh, I wrote an article on this as Ukraine and other Afghanistan. Mm -hmm. The unnecessary war in the Middle East that we had where we dumped billions and billions of dollars we can't even account for. Yeah. And then we surrender in Afghanistan. So we're dumping all of this money, draining our own inventories into Ukraine. And um, uh, uh, an intel information I got out of Ukraine was a lot of this money's going into the pockets of the oligarchs and others. And they're they're funneling the information, laundering it through a number of different uh, corporations over there. Mm -hmm. uh, but this is absolutely not what we should be focused on. We need to focus on the near and present threat, which are the cartels. Mm -hmm. Now, I uh, wrote a plan for the Pentagon in 2017, gave it to Trump, and basically said that we just can't play defense with the cartels. we got to go on the offense. And I stated General Boykin and I and General McInerney, we could put together a special ops covert plan. Mm -hmm. We could take the cartels down in seven days, mm -hmm. seven days with a good special yeah. ops plan. And we could do that. But these, the leadership that we have, or the lack of leadership, I should say, in the Pentagon, because this is not a this is not a strictly a border problem, okay? This mm -hmm. is a problem of a militarized force south of our border who is dumping uh, fentanyl uh, across the border, killing more people and and uh, uh, younger people in the United States at a greater rate than we lost uh, during uh, World War II yeah. uh, on an annual basis. Um, and same thing in the Middle East. But the cartels, to me, is the main target right now. Yeah, we got to be prepared. China uh, is a threat uh, to us. There's no doubt about that. Uh, what they're going to do with Taiwan, we don't know at this time, but uh, they're prepared to take Taiwan. Yeah. Um, and General McInerney and I said, we've got to gather the alliance over there, the Japanese, uh, South Koreans, who have fine armies. Mm -hmm. Taiwan has, uh, Taiwanese have a fine army. Philippines, uh, then you've got uh, Thailand, you've got Vietnam, mm -hmm. you've got Australia. So uh, we could tie together a good uh, alliance uh, called PATO, which is the Pacific uh, area. It's a, an, or an organization to pull these countries together. But um, Putin, Putin's smart. You know, he sees what's going on. Yeah. He sees the decline of the West. He sees the ineffectiveness of NATO and uh, the waste of money that's gone into there, as uh, Trump pointed out. So but we don't have the leadership thought. I mean, it's unbelievable that America's in this situation today. Terrible. Yeah, and I think that the Chinese are probably aiding the cartels, but the cartels, right, you're sure. right, are, are infiltrating. I mean, Arizona, the Arizona, I mean, there was a report came out a few weeks ago that Katie Hobbs is, you know, taking free money from or free yeah. mortgage from uh, the cartels, Sonola. Yeah, cartel. yeah so, what, what the cartels are doing, they're laundering money through different cities in the United States because they have agents in each city. Right. And they recruit locally. They run everything. They run the operations there. 
And then the report, they funneled money back through uh, political campaigns, Katie Hobbs being one of them. Yeah. And they laundered the money through real estate mortgage deals. Pretty yeah. smart. Yeah, very smart. And they're doing it all over the, the country, uh, Miami and other places. We've seen some influence. That's right. So um, talk to me about what your organization is doing um, and, and what, what your focus is uh, with, okay. with Stand Up America. Um, StandUpAmericaUS.org is our website. We post mm -hmm. everything on there. Uh, three weeks ago, I had an opportunity through a media intermediary asking, mm -hmm. asking me if I would talk to some of the detainees in the D.C. Uh, detention centers. I call mm -hmm. the D.C. Gulag. Mm -hmm. And so I did that. I talked to four mm -hmm. all, all Marines, Army veterans, okay? Mm -hmm. They're in lockdown there. Of course, they just locked down the gulag in the last uh, uh, 24 hours totally. Mm -hmm. But uh, the detainees said, General Valley, the best way to help us, get us in front of a hearing in the Judiciary Committee in Congress. We need to be heard. Mm -hmm. And I said I would do that. So I formed Operation Jericho 2023. That's biblical in nature. It also goes back to Operation Jericho in World War II in 1944. Mm -hmm. to release a number of prisoners from a German prison. So it has some uh, historical uh, uh, factors uh, uh, in that in that name, Jericho. And so I was uh, I was told yesterday by um, my congressman, Matt Rosendale, who I asked to take the lead with Jim Jordan and Andy Biggs, and it, it has gone to judiciary now. So we're waiting uh, wow. right now to see if uh, the uh, detainees will be subpoenaed. They must be, they must be heard. The injustice there, I mean, it's unbelievable. Yeah. One of the Marines has cancer. He's put, he was put in uh, isolation for uh, 12 days, sick, couldn't drink the water. Mm. I mean, this is worse than probably any Russian gulag. Yeah. But here again, Todd, why hasn't the Supreme Court stood up against these injustices? The Supreme Court just can't sit on their ass and wait for somebody to submit uh, a brief or something to, to, for a trial mm. or a hearing. The Supreme Court's the third part of government, and we have all these injustices, violations of the Sixth Amendment being done by the White House, by the Department of Justice, uh, and by the FBI. Yeah. Uh, and they're all in collusion there. So uh, this is a serious situation, and uh, Tucker Carlson's doing a great job of exposing uh, what actually occurred on January 6th. But it's a total fraud, total frame-up, and a total violation of the Sixth Amendment. Yeah, and it's obviously they're doing it in D.C. because they can control. You know, you would think Congress maybe have some kind of oversight uh, as well, but I don't know. I'm not a lawyer, but right. you would think they could get in, get involved. I mean, they took over city government for a while, so um, I don't know. But so, um, what do you? Let's talk about the U.S. military for a second. Sure. I, I have the opinion that our officer corps is sick and uh, is 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 co committing crimes against the forces. I mean. How do we hold a lot of these people accountable that obviously are not working for the American people and are working? Well, we are we are holding them accountable now. Uh, mm -hmm. We have done uh, I've done I don't know how many shows against the woke generals and admirals, General Milley, a white rage, white terror, Milley, mm -hmm. think, right terror that I've seen in the, in the forces, General Milley. Yeah, but th this uh, this guy should be tried for treason. But you got to remember, Obama, he uh, mustered out about 120 senior officers. He purged yeah. the officers yeah. who were falling in on what Obama wanted to do. And this yeah. all traces back to Obama, by the way. 
Yeah. So those colonels and senior officers are now uh, the three and four star generals. They need to be purged out of the system. I would bring up a young brigadier if I could find him and put him in charge. This is what you have to do. We did that in World War II. We fired mm-hmm. a lot of uh, senior generals and brought in some new ones. Yeah. To win the war. We but, did it in the know, Civil War, too. Yeah, that's right. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, you know, they're more focused on, uh, I mean, this mandatory vaccine destroyed a lot of the morale uh, in, in the armed forces. Recruiting is down. Reenlistment is down. Uh, morale is down. The troops are not dumb, as you know it. They're not yeah. stupid. They, they know yeah. what's going on. Yeah. They see the surrender in Afghanistan as a good example of the lack of uh, leadership. But, you know, we haven't won a war since World War II. Yeah. What's that tell you? So how do we hold them accountable, Just uh, not just in the media, but uh, from a you know, UCMJ standpoint? Or, or how, Is there a logistical pathway for that? Is it just political? No. We have to change uh, the White House? As long as Biden and that crew uh, are in charge, uh, all we can do is shout and raise our voices. And uh, mm-hmm. the American people are now aware of what's, what's going on and the lack of, of leadership, not only in the White House, but in the Pentagon and mm-hmm. CIA, DIA, the total malfunction of our government. Uh, the Chinese see it, our enemies see it, the cartels see how weak we are on the border. Yeah. Um, and uh, it, it's, uh, you know, waiting to the 2024 election, look at all the damage that's been done in over two and a half years. Yeah, yes. you're right. Look at the, look at the damage that's going to be done in the next 18 months by these people. But we have no mechanism uh, to take that president out after impeachment. And that takes forever, you know, if it ever happens at all. Uh, but here, here's here's the interesting thing. I'm getting word from Washington that uh, they're going to pull Kamala Harris out, pay her millions of dollars to step down, and then they're going to pull in another Democrat, either Michelle Obama or Susan Rice, and put in vice president, and then they'll have uh, Biden step down because he's impaired mentally. Yeah. And uh, whoever that vice president is will move up to be president. I know this is what they're thinking. This is the kind of thought process they go through. And it's all legal, by the way. They don't have to have congressional approval to do that. Amazing. So what about our military uh, effectiveness and might? I mean, I'm concerned we're expending most of our weapons in Ukraine at this point. I think that's probably on purpose. Um, how, How do we ensure that we are ready to fight another conflict uh, with China or, or anyone else at this point, besides the leadership change? Well, that, that's a great question. And it goes again back to leadership and who's mm-hmm. in charge of the Pentagon and who's running things and who's looking at the inventory. Do we have enough to fight any kind of a war? Mm-hmm. Uh, are we being innovative? And of course, our, our forces are very high tech. There's no doubt about that. Mm-hmm. You got to understand, if you look at, at what we have and you look at the new warfare, warfare used to be air, land, and sea, remember? Mm-hmm. Air, land, and sea. But now you have biological attacks. You have balloon technology. You yeah. have space technology where they can actually load in uh, EMP, low nuclear weapons, into a satellite and fire it from a satellite over a particular area yeah. and knock out our grid system. So this is a whole new warfare what we're looking at. The paradigms are uh, unimaginable right now when you take land, air, and sea, you take cyber, you take biological, you take space, whole new warfare. And the Chinese know that. They know they can take us down internally. They don't have to go to kinetic warfare necessarily to destroy America. Yeah. What about uh, 
the officer corps itself, you know, yes, warfare is changing. It always changes. But don't we still need honor in the officer corps and men and women who are trained to do the right thing and to lead people and to be looked upon as honorable soldier, you know, gentlemen or gentlemen? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, well, you know, I recall my the code ethics at West Point. Mm -hmm. Cadet does not lie, cheat, or steal. Mm -hmm. An officer does not lie, cheat, or steal, but they are. Yeah. Lying out through their ears every day, lying throughout their mouth. It's coming out yeah. all over the place. From yeah. the yeah. Look at Austin. Uh, look at Millie. Look at these guys. They lie about everything. Uh, the White House Admiral Kirby. I mean, this guy's a total liar. I mean, you talk mm -hmm. about individuals that are totally incompetent, but uh, yeah, that's right. And uh, again, that's why we're losing uh, members of the armed forces. Mm-hmm. Yeah, now they made a mistake on the vaccines, and they say, "Okay, now you can come back in, but we're not going to give you any back pay." And, and they're still per they're still they're still persecuting some of those people too that didn't take the vaccine. Yeah. They're not giving them training slots and all of that. Exactly. So um, that's exactly true. Uh, no, it's a it's a mess. And uh, yeah, I'd like to be. I'm a very positive person. I try to look at the positive side of things, but uh, it's so bad now uh, within our federal government. Uh, and we need to do, we need to act immediately. You know, I look at the burglaries, the criminality in our cities. Yeah. Now, here's another point. The governors could do a lot more under the 10th Amendment, federal rights versus states' rights, okay? They can use a lot of their National Guard in these cities to take down these criminal activities because the defunding the police has hurt all the police forces around. The yeah. governors can do a lot more under the 10th Amendment. The Santos is doing something. They need to yeah. follow his lead for sure. Now, the other thing is that the sheriffs can do a lot more. Yeah. A lot okay. of those are compromised, too, with Soros. Entities. Yeah, they are. And they've Absolutely. been smart about it. Yeah. yeah. But, you know, they they can recruit uh, like posses. They, they can deputize as many people as they want to, mm -hmm. hundreds of thousands if the sheriffs wanted to. Mm -hmm. And they should be doing more. Yeah. But, uh, um, you know, that we've got to unrestrain ourselves. Take the... Take these chains off. Let's get moving. Let's uh, take charge of our cities and towns. One of the one of the recommendations we made, Todd, was on the uh, uh, the posse concept, the sheriffs, and we call it the Patriot Guards, mm -hmm. where they would uh, work with the police in small towns and cities uh, in order to rub out the criminality, burglary, and so on. The third part of this that we wrote uh, have written on is. Uh, the sheriffs and police should be arresting these DAs and judges who are incentivizing criminality. Yes. Okay. By releasing criminals back on the street, this is a criminal event as far as I'm concerned. They yeah. should be arrested. Nobody is above the law. And if the, and if the politicians are violating their oath and law, they need to be removed from office and they need to be incarcerated. That's how we, that's how we get tough. That's yeah, how we do it. It's local level action. Um, yeah. Exactly. So how can people help your group that you've set up? What's the best way? Well, we have several things. Uh, we have a give, send, go that we've set up for the detainees uh, to uh, help uh, their legal support. Uh, one of the Marines, by the way, uh, who went to trial in D.C., uh, uh, he had raised 19000 for legal support. And the prosecutors took the money away. Wow. So under a Christian organization, give, send, go, we've set up a separate thing now to, to help them out in their legal support. Um, so they can go to standupamericaus.org, all the uh, Operation Jericho uh, 
uh, data is in there. Uh, the videos are in there. My talking to the detainees. Donate, give to us. Uh, we're mm -hmm. a 501c. Uh, we need a lot of support to, to do what we're doing. Mm -hmm. uh, and so standupamericaus.org. There you go. Well, sir, thank you. Um, any thoughts while we close on, on the Ukraine situation? How do we force our way out of this? I mean, is it just through Congress or what other options are out no, there? You forget Congress. You're not going to do it. Uh, somehow we've got to have somebody meet with Putin and settle this damn thing. Mm -hmm. Zelensky's not going to do it. Biden's got to do it. I, I mean, I've offered myself up to go over and negotiate with Putin. Mm -hmm. I don't know whether you know it, but I set up the first meeting between Putin uh, and Trump in uh, 2017 when I was in Moscow speaking. Mm -hmm. uh, and so uh, I understand the Russians uh, very well, and I know we could come to a conclusion to uh, uh to meet with Putin and solve this thing, but we don't have anybody that's capable. You know, our yeah. diplomats, we have no diplomats. The Russians have great diplomats, by the way, yeah. very smart, highly skilled. So yeah. we're um, we're at a crossing point here, but uh, a lot of America is awakening up now. I call it the spiritual awakening of America and it's happening around the country. Thank you a lot of women, school boards around the sure. country, what sure. they're doing, standing up for women's rights and getting away from this uh, made up uh, transgender crap. Mm -hmm. you know, yeah, of men trying to <laughs> try to make like they're women, you know. No, it's a joke. No. I mean, come on, give me a break. Well, sir, thank you for your time. I appreciate it, and uh, I agree with you that the Ukraine issue is just a symptom of something much deeper wrong yeah. with the country. So yeah, I appreciate yeah, your time, yeah. and we'll, we'll have you back on. Okay, thank Take you. I appreciate it. Bye bye. bye.